Hi, I'm Mai. I'm a recovering compulsive reader and bulimic. Um, and so, um, you know, today was a, today's actually a very special day for me. It's my five-year birthday. Actually, it was yesterday, and today would be my five-year birthday. And here I am sharing with you guys. So that's God's gift right there. Um, man, today's reading is one of those things that it reminds you of how I was the beginning of program. Because the beginning of program, like, I was a hot mess. And I remember coming into the room, sitting on my kitchen floor, thinking like I was going to kill myself because I just did not want to be here. Like, I did not, like, and I had just gotten married and, like, thought the, the man of my dreams had two kids and, like, got a, like, the dream wedding in Hawaii, all this other stuff. And it was just like, I was not happy. And I was using anything, all of my addictions, full rampant to just make me be okay with the life that I was living. And I wasn't okay because I wasn't my real self, you know? And um, that's the thing about being the newcomer is like when you hit that rock bottom and you don't even know where that rock bottom came from. And you're just like, just in that desperation where I don't even know how to explain it, but just realizing like there has to be something different. And you get to that point where it's like, you are willing to do anything, anything to change it. And so one of my biggest motivation for me is my kids. I did not want to pass down this misery that I was living every single day to my kids. And so of course, what do we do? We Google everything, right? <laughs> so I Googled how to cure eating disorders, right? <laughs> and so one of the things that popped up was go to an OA meeting. And I was like, okay. And I had been going to therapists like almost all my life because um, I was like in and out of a lot of group homes and juvenile halls and stuff like that. And it was just like, we always, there were always, we always had to see a therapist like all the time, right? And so it was like one of those things that we're forced to, right? And so I remember like, okay, my therapist, one of my therapists from my work was like, you know, you suffer from an eating disorder, like go to an OA meeting. And I was like, and she told me this and I didn't listen, of course, I didn't go. And so, um, but you know, when I was at my rock bottom, it's so ironic that I had Googled that. And it was like, they list like 12 different things to, to help cure the eating disorder. And number 12 was go to an OA meeting. <laughs> Irony, right? And so, but let me tell you a little bit um, about where the past was. And um, this will probably explain more why a lot of the things that we do, for me at least, what I do to self-medicate myself through not just the food and my bulimia, but also through any other of my addictions, you know, to just not be okay with myself. And so, um, you know, I grew up in a very, like, my parents are like immigrants. They're, they don't live here. So their, their way of living was just survival, like just survival. Like they didn't know anything about how to like raise mentally healthy kids, spirituality, none of that stuff. It was literally just to survive, you know, and just food on the table and to make, and to put a roof over your head. And so therefore they were always gone and left to my own vices to basically raise myself. It was just like, what do you learn from for me? It was like, I learned from different things like TV or whatever it is, but my, my, with my parents, and this is where the food comes into play. Food was always love. Oh, okay. Like 
you know, you had a scary moment, let's eat about it. Like if you, whatever, like, oh, you're like, you know, this is your favorite food. Like, and they'll overflow me with all these things, right? And this is just part of it, but like they'll buy stuff for me or whatever. Like it's like an overflow to replace their absence in my life. And so therefore, like I got into a lot of trouble being by myself and I was in and out of juvenile hall and stuff like that. But there was other stuff that had happened in my life because my parents had brought um, a lot of, they brought a lot of predators into my home too. And then stuff that happened to me when I was younger and like those things really, I didn't really understand like those things changed my life at such a young age. And it made me who I was and made me really want to disappear in this world because of that. And so, um, but because the gift of program and because of stripping all away all of my addictions, I was able to really sit down with myself and really see here and acknowledge myself and all the trauma that I went through and to be able to heal myself in a certain way, you know? And so, um, but I was able to acknowledge that. And I remember the first time actually admitting that I was sexually assaulted by one of my dad's friends during one of their drinking parties was the hardest meeting like the lead that I had to lead that day it was the hardest share because that moment changed my life forever you know but that's what led me to everything else to hate myself so much and that's where all the food came and that's where all the addictions came because I could not no longer be in my skin because it was my fault these things happened to me but not mm-hmm. when I was a kid and so thank you and um, so growing up, I was always like, I went through these phases of life. Like I was like this victim kid. And then, and then I was this angry little kid, like this angry teenager that got into trouble that was in and out of the juvenile hall. And, but I used to be so ashamed of that, like super ashamed because my parents were like, why can't you be like so-and-so? Why can't you be the doctor? Why can't you be the attorney? And da 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 And it's like, but I'm not them. And nor, nor did anyone help me find my own talents and my own skills, but it was always transforming me to be somebody else. You know what I mean? So that made me even hate myself even more, you know? And so it made me hide in more of my addictions and more of my stuff like that, you know? And so um, it's just, and I remember like going into program and like really sharing with my first sponsor about this. And she was like, wow, my, that like you carried so much shame with that but that's actually the greatest gift from god because your parents could not provide for you could not give you the love and the life that you needed and so all those people in those juvenile hall systems the group homes that you're at like i was able to graduate from a high school like on my own two feet like i bust so i was with normal kids i don't know what that means but like I got a full ride scholarship to go to FITM, like a fashion school. Like I just was able to do more stuff that I could not do in my own home, you know? And so, but like, that's like a huge part of my story because I was always hiding from who I was. And that means I was always hiding behind different things, like, you know? And so, um, but being that said, I mean, going full on, I was still hiding in my adult life. I was hiding behind my relationships. I was hiding behind the food still. I mean, like, my, um, I thought like I lived the perfect life. I was with my ex-husband for, we were friends for like seven years or whatever. And then we got together. We were together for like 10 years, had two kids, got married and been married for like four years. And it was just like this whirlwind. Like I just could not even believe it. And I just realized I wasn't happy because I wasn't for the first time ever in my life because I was stripped clean of everything from that I was hiding from that I wasn't happy with myself. So I had to come to terms with myself. And 
one of the biggest things that the greatest gift that program gave me was my relationship with God. And that till this right now, these last months has been the hardest thing was really trusting God in these directions that's been taking me, you know? And so, man, like I can't even, even begin to tell you like the insanity of all the stuff that used to like, I think about it and it's like, cause I was, I was talking, I was doing fellowship with somebody and he was talking about like all these things that I'm like, oh my God, I've been there. And it wasn't just like the, the food, it was like with everything. Cause it was like a full cycle. Like if we were doing the drugs or the drinking or, you know, the whole like codependency in these relationships. And then it was like, and then my bulimia. And it was like, I remember like everything like was like so torturous in my life. And I used the food to punish myself. So I would just stuff down this enormous amount of food. And I'm only 5'1". I'm only 5'1". I'm supposed to weigh like 120, right? It's just this tiny little girl. And I would stuff down so much food to punish myself because I didn't have a voice. And this is what I learned too. It was like, I never had a voice because I always had a million other voices telling me who to be, what to be, how to dress, who to eat. Like, but never it was me. It was everybody else telling me, right? And so, and it was just one of those things, like I found my voice and it was like, but the whole part of the bulimia is that that stuffing that much food and when it came back out, that was my voice being heard. You know, and so I know a lot of you guys like these programs is like we talk about, you know, the food and we talk about our addictions or we talk about cross-referencing program, which is really big for me. But one of the hugest things is to seek outside help that's outside of these rooms too, because I've been the therapist I've been seeing with my trauma, you know, because we do a lot of EMDR to help re-trigger my, to help re-process um, my triggers, you know? So I'm no longer having these like trigger moments where it's like like handicapping me and disabling me, you know? And so that was really, really important to have a safe space to share myself and then also the spirituality with God and just really like releasing and surrendering myself to this higher power and knowing that whatever it is that he, she, it, universe, light, whatever you guys divine, whatever you guys want to call it, source whatever you guys want to call it that they will always take care of you no matter what you know what I mean and that to me was the one thing that I never had in my life you know and that was like the sweetest surrender that I can ever 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 say in my life you know and five minutes you know, and so moving forward now it's just one of those things now it's like like I weigh and measure my food and like even coming to this weekend I moved because I'm in Chicago one of the greatest gifts I've been able to do here in program was take you guys because of zoom take you guys to all of my travel destinations me I've been to Alaska I've been to Seattle I've been to um Right now I'm in Chicago and I'm like this traveling yogi. My life has completely turned around. I'm like going to yoga school, trying to teach people some spiritual stuff, which I didn't even know nothing about like five years ago, you know, and I have three beautiful, amazing kids, you know, um, this whole divorce thing has been like just going really hard, but like with the gift of program and also too, I had to do a lot of clean house. I cleaned house a lot. Like I no longer have the same friends 
and stuff like that. And it was really traumatizing for me. But then God is so good because he replaced me with like such a big, huge amount of support from everywhere. These rooms, like right now, I can tell you that I have legit a handful of, maybe two handful of people right now I can call probably at four o'clock in the morning and they'd be like, okay, Mai, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? I mean, I had my sponsor talk to me before coming to here to Chicago because it's one of my friend's birthday. And it was like, I knew that there was going to be tons of food, tons of booze, tons of whatever it is. And it was like, okay, we got to set me up. Like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? And he walked me through everything, you know? And it was like, you know, if you're not okay with it, then don't do it. You don't have to get forced to do it, whatever. But like, just be willing to be whatever, you know? And so I've just been able to really be present and connect with people in different environments and just really open my heart to just receiving all these different things. And it's just been by far the most beautiful experience ever in my life. And it's funny because I shared this morning, you know, as during fellowship and actually the last three days, because these last this last month has been really hard because I ventured off into another fellowship, which is codependency, which is really the reason why I eat, right? Or I use any of my other addictions is because of that. And these last four weeks have been really, really, really trying. And I did end up, you know, going into a lot of my other addictions to cope. But it was just like these things that I learned about myself. And it wasn't just myself, but it was like other things that I realized that I didn't have the capabilities to deal with, like death and stuff like that. But one of the things I have been sharing is that um, my worstest day right now in program, I would take that by far than any of my best days in the past, in my whole addictions, you know? And so, but that is like the greatest gift that I can stand now and know that I have this strong foundation, you know, and all like, God, and it's all me standing on my own two feet. And like right now, like I was on the phone before fellowship, driving around by myself in someone's car. Like, I don't know where I'm going, like what the hell I'm doing. And all my girlfriends like, aren't you scared? Aren't you scared to go? Feel like places by yourself? I'm like, no. Oh, sorry. Cursing. <laughs> but and we were recording too. Beep. So it was like, what is there to be scared about? Like, you're going to be taken care of. Like, I have a navigation, right? Yes. Right. And then if I get lost, I can stop somewhere, right? And ask you for directions. Like, what is like... I just surrendered like the sweetest things ever. And so, hey, so anyways, I'm guessing you guys might be interested in the food. I do weigh and measure all my foods. I do have a scale. I did get that with the dietitian that actually works through OA and stuff like that. And um, that has taught me how to eat for my body frame in a healthy way without stressing. And it's like the, a lot of people say the three, two, one, which is, you know, and so I do that, but I actually just do three and I try to keep within, but it's just, I don't know, just being able to sit with myself is the greatest gift and being able to just like laugh. <laughs> I'll show you guys. Last night, I was set through the ringer and all I did was just sit there and smile and I was like, okay, okay. And other people were like, I don't know how you're dealing with that. I was like, it is what it is, you know? And, but that's the old me, I'd be like, oh, no, no. I'd be going at it. And it's, you know, it's not about me. And so, um, but yeah. Anyways, newcomers. Um, I was once there too. 
And I don't know if my share had helped you guys with anything, but I remember sitting in the back of the pews crying in the rooms of Glendora and just wanting to end my life. And here I am, complete 360. I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. I have no answers of what the, like, I have no answers, but I'm okay with that because I have full, complete trust that everything is going to work out the way it's supposed to work out. So thank you for letting me be of service. And thank you for traveling this, um, oh, sorry trudging this happy road to destiny or whatever that, that, that saying is, but thank you. 